0: Hello everybody and welcome along to this, the 21st episode of the Sustainable Business Covered podcast. ED editor Luke Nichols here and I'm bringing you a very special episode uh, of the show today because I'm not in our studios in in West Sussex. I have in fact uh, ventured up to the Big Smoke uh, to bring you an episode live from uh, some very nice offices here in uh, Westminster. Uh, now, this office has been lent to us um, this afternoon by Edelman PR, uh, so thanks very much to them. Uh, and so, usually, uh, at this point, I would introduce ED's trustee reporters, Matt and, and George, uh, but they are otherwise engaged today. George has actually been unwell this week, so uh, Matt has been back on the news desk holding the fort, I hope, and... Um, But don't fear, this episode isn't going to be half an hour of me just talking into the microphone uh, because we are actually lucky enough to be joined by two experts here in this makeshift studio today. Uh, So to my left is Victoria Morehouse, who is the corporate responsibility manager at one of Britain's largest coffee shop chains, Costa. Hello Victoria, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm very well, thank you.
0: And to Victoria's left is Rina Chuddy, who is the marketing associate at the conservation and certification organisation, the Rainforest Alliance. Hello, Rena. Hi, Luke. So, um, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Sustainable Business Covered. I'm sure most of our listeners uh, will be aware of your two organisations, it would be pretty difficult, I imagine, to go down this high street, Victoria Street, without coming across the cost of shop, um, and without coming across the Rainforest Alliance logo in some form on many products. it's probably best if we start with an intro- introduction of you both, um, and if you could just let us know exactly what you do and oversee there at your respective organisations. So, uh, Rena, let's start with you. What do you o- oversee then as the marketing associate um, there at the Rainforest Alliance? What are you mainly involved with?
2: Um, hi everyone, I'm Rena I'm, I'm the marketing associate at the Rainforest Alliance. I work on, obviously, the marketing <laughs> at the Rainforest Alliance, so that covers... Our own communications to consumers as well as um, businesses, so that might be um, our s- sort of social media com- uh, communications, our annual campaigns, um, any content that goes on the website, and then at the same time, I work with businesses to help them and um, their communications when they're talking about sustainability and, uh, in particular, the Rainforest Alliance and their commitment to the Rainforest Alliance.
0: Interesting. So, is the environment, environmental issues, CSR, sustainability, are those issues that you have always been interested in and passionate about?
2: Yes, uh, definitely. I I mean, it's, it's not something I have come up studying, but when I was younger, I was always in the mud trying to work out how um, worms related to the soil or something like that, so it's always been there, um, and... I got into sort of brain press Yeah, lines. quite a fitting job to,
0: to start with <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so um, Victoria, over to you then. Um, what what do you do then? I know this sounds like a bit of a sort of sustainability <laughs> anonymous an, it's meeting. It's an
1: excellent question. Um, I think Well, I, I programme manage the corporate responsibility programme at Costa, and corporate responsibility at Costa uh, sort of involves all elements of sustainability, really. So it kind of ranges from across people, products and planets, so everything from our kind of... Uh, investment in the local communities, the work that we do with the Costa Foundation, um, working with the teams on sort of the development programs for our our team members within the business to sourcing a product, obviously coffee being the sort of primary commodity that that we source but also the sort of food range as well. health and nutrition, and also environment, which obviously covers environment, energy and waste and recycling. Now, I'm not obviously doing all of that myself. There's <laughs> team members that are kind of obviously sort of working very much in depth with each of those sort of, I guess, three pillars mm. of our programme. I guess my job is to try and tie everything together, um, sort of act often <laughs> as the sort of glue between everyone okay. and make sure that, you know, Costa's a huge business, mm. um, an employee over 25 thousand people we've got 2000 stores in the UK we operate in I'm going to get this wrong, it's 31 countries so it's a massive organisation and I guess my role is to make sure that in terms of sustainability and corporate responsibility we're talking, everyone's sort of talking Mm. uh, and it's sort of a lot of joining up the dots obviously we're we're here to talk about coffee certification so that obviously involves the supply chain, marketing, training of our team members, you know you've got to make sure all of that is joined up Mm. so yeah I guess uh, that was not a short answer, Board but that's what no, my no, job involves. No, completely.
0: And uh, how big's the team, just of interest at Costa then? The sustainability team, you said you're kind of the glue between them. How many are we talking?
1: Well, in terms of actually... My in what, the sustainability I CSR team? It's it's interesting. Our core team isn't isn't huge by any means. We've got about sort of, I guess, five people within the core team. Okay. Um, but then there's people that kind of obviously do very big bits of their job are linked to the sustainability program so it's i can't quite put a number on it to be honest with you um
0: a handful but a yes
1: i think in terms of the core team it's fairly small but obviously mm. then we've got a wider network of key contacts in the business
0: okay and do you have a background in sustainability then or was this something that you became naturally more involved with like a career wise mm.
1: um prior to joining um costa i worked for the sustainable restaurant association for several years sort Um, kind of heading up their programs teams so um, also sort of worked on the kind of coffee sustainability rating when I was working um, for the SRA and then prior to that um, I've got a management consultancy background, of all things, um, but as part of that I worked for three years program managing the catering cleaning waste function on the Olympic Organising Committee for oh, 2012, wow. okay. so worked very closely with the sustainability team there. Um, a very large element of the waste out of any Olympics comes from the catering program. We had a very tight sustainable procurement program within the catering operation, mm. so all the fish was MSC certified. And we had targets for recycling, obviously, and and obviously we get certification of coffee and tea as well. So, I guess I really got into it when I was working on the Olympic organising committee. And I think, like Rina, I've always had a passion in it. I'm a, yeah. I, you know, I'm a geography student, so I'm kind of I just have this real, sort of interest about you know actually, especially how business impacts the environment, the social, cultural and sort of economic elements and i think food supply chain and sort of food and beverage has always fascinated me so um mm, yes yeah. a nice link.
0: we were saying off air, weren't we i think um it seems like I've sort of followed you career-wise in terms of what I write about, because obviously in my previous job I wrote about hospitality, so I wrote a lot about the SRA and what you were doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through to Whitbread and wrote about what they were doing, <laughs> came up to your offices a few times. So yeah, strange, but anyway, it's a story for another <laughs> we time. we met before. No, <laughs> yet we haven't met. Um, so now here we all are then in uh, the offices of a PR firm in London. So why are we all here together? So we're here partly because uh, February is ED's engagement month, Um, as I'm sure some of the ED regular listeners uh, will be aware. So throughout the month, we've been producing a variety of content, interviews, features, roundups, all relating to um, effective methods of driving um, engagement with sustainability, both internally and externally. Um, And of course, uh, Rainforest Alliance and Costa Coffee are no strangers when it comes to employee engagement on behaviour change, um, because you are, in fact, partnered for the... Follow the Frog campaign, I believe. So, Reena, do you just want to quickly explain what the Follow the Frog yeah. campaign is for any, peop- any listeners that don't know and, and how it's helping to drive CSR engagement? Definitely.
2: Um, so the Follow the Frog name itself is something that we talk about all year round, and the idea of, of Follow the Frog is to follow the Rainforest Alliance uh, frog seal on products. So that might be um, buying Costa coffee um because on Costa Cups you'll always find the the Frog Seal. Mm -hmm. Um, When we talk about the Follow the Frog campaign, that is an annual push that we do, and it's a consumer engagement push um, to raise awareness of the Frog Seal, um, and to encourage businesses like Costa to talk about their their sustainability um, efforts and relationship with the Rainforest Alliance. Um, And it's also a way not just to talk to consumers, but also to um, raise awareness amongst your uh, employees. So, for example, Costa, the baristas, um, you know, talking to baristas because they're the ambassadors of your brand and of uh, Rainforest Alliance. Also, um, I guess though with Costa, the relationship goes a little bit further. So we don't just partner on the, on Follow the Frog in particular or the campaign in particular. Um, i sh- i think the rainforest alliance is mentioned in the bean to cup training for baristas um you will find the frog seal on the cups and menu boards throughout the stores mm-hmm. um and you know that 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 goes a lot further than mm. simply just the um the campaign efforts mm-hmm. so the
0: campaign is kind of a concentrate the follow the frog campaign itself is just is it kind of a few weeks long a month long definitely
2: or? so it's uh, two weeks long
0: okay. um
2: okay. and it's a really big push to celebrate um your partnership with mm. the Rainforest Alliance, and the end goal is to engage consumers, so it's a consumer engagement
0: Okay, dish. okay. And then your touch point though with a brand like Costa uh, is throughout the year though through ongoing ongoing programs. Exactly. Okay, I've got my head around it. <laughs> um, so, how many corporate partners do you have then? Roughly, are we talking kind of hundreds, thousands?
2: Um, so we're talking thousands. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we're a global organisation, so we have partners in the UK, and <laughs> um, our headquarters in New York. So they have partners all across the Americas and Europe. Um, with Costa, I feel like a partnership like this is there are less partnerships like the one we have with Costa because these are really strong partnerships that. We have. Okay. Um, we work with them on a number of communications efforts, and it's. I think it's an example of a, a, a partnership that is really strong and all year round and um, is core, cool, I think, to Costa's brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Victoria, you're nodding. So, I mean, yeah. do you want to just explain <laughs> then why Costa decided to become involved with this particular Follow the Frog initiative and, and kind of how and why you're partnered with the Rainforest Alliance to, to sort of drive forward your own sustainability?
1: Sure. I mean, it might be worth going through sort of why Rainforest Alliance first yeah. and then obviously sort of following the frog is kind of, it um, is kind of I guess, follow-up action from that, really. Um, so Costa became 100% Rainforest Alliance certified for all its coffee in 2008. So we were the first UK coffee chain to do that, certainly the biggest. Um, so that was back in 2008. And I think the decision was sort of taken... Um, probably sort of several years before to look at how do we ensure that we have sustainable a sustainable coffee supply obviously we buy an awful lot of coffee um, as the, the UK's largest coffee business we wanted to make sure that the coffee that we were sourcing was sustainably sourced um, so um, the team then I've been in Costa for one and a half years mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't around when this decision was made but having spoken to the team that sort of worked on this, there was a cross kind of industry, well, cross business group set up. So members of the buying team, the roastery team, the sustainability team, procurement kind of got together and tried to work out what's the best certification scheme for us to use. Because obviously there's an awful lot out there. Um, and it was decided that Costa should go for a Rainforest Alliance because it's a very holistic approach to start with. So it takes into account, obviously, there's a very strong focus on environmental aspects of sustainability and farming and making sure that you know that the environment is not harmed and actually making sure the farming practices in place are sustainable. Sort of, it's done a lot of work in that area recently looking at climate smart agriculture as well. But also there's the cultural aspects so making sure workers, have sort of um, living conditions are at a Sort of decent standard communication programs in place, and also the work they do around ensuring that the farmers can sort of have the tools that they need to sell their coffee for the right price, so they can be self-sufficient. So I think it was a very holistic model, which which kind of fitted the Costa kind of. Um, principles of sustainability Mm. that we're following which is to sort of look at the environmental social and sort of cultural aspects as an holistic practice so we were very keen to make sure that we had a certification scheme that reflected that Um, so that that was a key driver and Mm. then obviously making sure that the coffee could be sourced in a a way that we can kind of maintain the mocha blend blend, Mm. which Mm. is obviously you know what Costa is famous for it's, it's all about the sort of the mocha Italian coffee and you know making sure that 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 there was nothing that was going to be affected in terms of the taste and the quality of that of that blend because mm. that's obviously what the whole business is built mm-hmm. around. So that was really important. And using rainforest alliance meant that we could actually source our coffee sustainably but also source it in a way where the sort of the flavor profile the quality wasn't affected. So those really high standards could be maintained. And because rainforest alliance works in lots of countries about 70 um, it meant that we could actually scale that up in a relatively short space of time so mm-hmm. it took about 18 months to go from naught to 100% mm. um, which is great because obviously we wanted to communicate that to consumers as well and um, it's a great story to tell a journey is. to tell mm. absolutely so i guess that was that was the rationale behind it um and then in terms of Follow the Frog, um, with the first Follow the Frog campaign that we supported, it was just a great way of actually trying to get this message to consumers. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Rina, Re- 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 you said, obviously, the kind of the, the seal is on all of our cups and our menu boards, but it's kind of, what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. And Follow the Frog's a really good way of, I guess, getting under the skin of what the actual seal is. It kind of connects people to the producers. Actually, it starts, it helps tell that story. Yeah. So, you know, that was a, a great campaign for us to support, yeah. which mm-hmm. is the reason we got involved mm.
0: and you realize it's so much more than just a, a label then that's being stuck on the cup absolutely exactly. yeah it's a good a
2: dedicated time to talk about what it means because obviously you can't I mean it's it's probably not the case that you're going to talk about the seal all year round mm. you know put a lot of effort behind it so if you don't do that two weeks to really really talk about it and um, push it is it's good mm.
0: yeah Okay, and, and Reno, I wanted to bring up um, one thing that was, has been up for discussion quite a lot recently mm-hmm. in, the, in this area in particular, which is that of the kind of overlapping or confusion but potentially um, among consumers when it comes to eco-label yeah. certifications and things. Um, a bit of a shameless plug, we're holding our own sustainability communications um, conference in May, um, and in that we've got a session actually that's focused on this area on eco-labels and, standards and We're asking whether or not there are now, in fact, actually too many standards out there to have a sort of genuine impact on consumers in the right way. I mean, we've got Fair Trade, Mm -hmm. MSC, FSC, RSPO, lots of different acronyms. There are apparently now well over 100 um, different eco-labels available to companies across the EU now. Surely that's going to cause a bit of confusion among consumers?
2: Um, it's a, a point that's always discussed um, at the same time I think that that's one of the, the reasons why the Rainforest Alliance has to work so hard to to talk about what um, the Rainforest Alliance stands for mm. uh, we need to be able to create a, a shortcut um, and I think other organisations also need to be able to create that c- communication shortcut so if you do pick up a product or a Costa Cup and it has the Rainforest Alliance certified seal on it, there's one line that comes into your head and that's Oh, right they protect the environment for its communities mm. um, and if they see next to it another seal it's that uh, organization's responsibility to really commu- to build that communication story for themselves um, so yet there are there are lots of um, standards out there I, I think it can get confusing but it, it really means that we have to work extra hard to, mm. to, to really drill down what we stand for um, and not try to over-complicate it to consumers mm. um, for ourselves.
0: Mm. And Victoria, bringing you in here, I mean, mm-hmm. um, the coffee shop market itself, I guess, serves to highlight the different choices that um, customers are now faced with when it comes to buying sustainable or certified coffee. Um, obviously, you've gone with the Rainforest Alliance certification. Mm-hmm. Big companies like Starbucks have gone with Fairtrade. Um, okay. First of all, how, mm-hmm. how, how do you, as a company go about making that choice and then how do you explain that choice to consumers with relation to other labels like fair trade?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, I think the reason why we made the choice, I sort of touched on before, is kind of there's a number of factors that were taken into account. Mm. I think how to communicate it is, I mean, it's about telling stories really. I think there's a lot of... Um, that I think there's a lot more focus on, um, from consumers on transparency and people want to know what's actually behind that label. And I think the the way to do that is to, sort of to, to connect people right back to actually the production roots and kind of connect the yeah. people to the sort of, I guess, the people that are producing the coffee in the first mm-hmm. place. So I think being able to tell that story is really really important and i think you know that's why campaigns like follow the frog are really useful um but it's also very important that our teams know about it as well so we kind of as Rina mentioned we sort of have the um the coffee journey which we kind of we have and we sort of um have as part of our training program for our team so people actually kind of get it but the people that sell it actually get it as well so can can explain it better I mean, it's a tricky thing to get across to customers because there's an awful lot of information yeah. there, and it's it's also how much information do people want? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that they're you know we're going to put information sort of make it available on on the website and social media, so if people do want to dig into the detail, <coughs> they can they can get that information. Some people don't want it, not all customers do want to know about it. I think there's um, an assumption nowadays that people expect big businesses to be acting you know in a sustainable way sourcing sustainably and kind of you know take it as read that we should have sustainably sourced coffee it's kind mm. of like a license to operate these days so it's kind of you know you'd be expected to be of the fair trade or rainforest alliance so um for instance um so yes it's um it's always a challenge yeah, yeah.
0: it's always a challenge but i guess the level of positive engagement you've seen through the rainforest alliance partnership kind of Outweighs the the potential of confusing consumers with different labels, different standards.
1: Yeah, I think you know, just having sort of Rainforest Alliance kind of it does help because it's kind of like you know, this is kind of the certification scheme we're using. So when we mm. go to explain that, you're kind of it's easier to join up on com- yeah, campaigns. Exactly. For instance, it's you know, you you you've got one set of messages rather than several. Um, which I guess help sim- simplify it when you are trying to explain it. Mm. Um, that
2: certainly helps. Okay. I also think on that point, that's that's where collaboration really is key, um, because for Costa, I think it's it's sort of your responsibility to tell your story, and your story is more holistic. It's, you know, you've got the recycling cups, you've got the rainforest lights, you've you know recycling um, coffee grounds, and the rainforest lights is just one sort of pillar in in your holistic story. Um, And you know, you tell that. And then if a customer does want more, that's why it's our responsibility to have a really robust website or really robust um, social media feed and we can connect and collaborate. And that's what really, I think, pushes and drives consumer engagement and understanding.
0: Mm, It's interesting you say that because next on the list of things I wanted to talk to you about was collaboration. So um, obviously (laughs) it's a word that's banded around a lot in the sustainability sphere. But Mm -hmm. I think with regards to engagement and communication, it can actually really pay Dividends. Reno, um, you know, obviously Costa is one of the brands you've collaborated mm-hmm. with um, and really the Rainforest Alliance entire model I guess is based around collaborating with businesses on key issues. Exactly. Um, so from your experience how important then is, this is just I guess extending on the, the last point you made, but yeah. how important is collaboration when it comes to increasing engagement around key sustainability issues and then actually tackling those issues? Yeah.
2: Um, Collaboration is as key as I mentioned before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's in our name also. So we're the Rainforest Alliance. We're an alliance of people. It's not just the people that work in the offices. It's the farmers collaborating with them, um, getting stories for them, um, helping them on their, their sustainability journey and mm. telling those stories through collaborating with companies. Um, and then that's um, crafting campaigns in order to get that message to consumers. And it's it's, I guess, collaboration is through and through at the Rainforest Alliance and is really, really important for us. Um, and all of that does really push the consumer engagement because we are always looking for stories from the farm to tell through companies to engage consumers. Mm-hmm. And for me, the more consumers that are engaged, the more demand that they'll be and it's just a constant Positive cycle. Mm.
0: And Victoria, I suppose it wouldn't be possible to to operate without collaborating with kind of key partners. When you think about the yeah. size of your supply chain and where you operate, it would be impossible to have people on the ground in all those areas. So I'm assuming it's it, collaboration is crucial from oh, your yeah. perspective as well.
1: It is absolutely, and I think it helps drive innovation as well. You can't think mm-hmm. of everything yourself as a company. Exactly. Um, you know, it's just too broad. I mean, you know, when I sort of started talking about our sustainability program, it ranges from community investment to sustainable sourcing, obviously to the environment aspects as well. So a great example of collaboration is we've just started working with, well, last year working with BioBeam to recycle our coffee grounds. I mean, that's a great great collaboration effort as well and mm. absolutely sort of needed. You know, pr- previously we were doing the grounds-to-grounds um, grounds campaign where kind of, you know, you have all these used, we generate a lot of used coffee grounds, obviously, we have got 2,000 stores. And um, we were doing this sort of scheme called grounds for grounds which was about kind of giving away coffee grounds to customers who can then use it on their garden, it's a great mm. fertiliser. Mm. Um, but taking that a step further, actually using the coffee grounds to sort of make into biofuels is, mm. is a fantastic initiative a thing, it sort of yeah. takes it a step further so that was a great example of collaboration mm. kind of in action really so yeah. I think we recycle oh I need to get the figures right now it's about 3,000 tonnes of coffee grounds a year mm. will go to biofuel from about 800 of our stores That's
0: fascinating. I think the Coffee cup issue, as well, has been an example of something that you've kind of you've collaborated along the way in terms of tackling that challenge. So, whether or not it's been with I think Sheffield University, you collaborated with in terms of the research you did, and um, a number of other organizations in different trials you've done. So, there we go, we've mentioned coffee cups anyway. I don't we could have. have gone the episode without. Really. Yeah. Um, so, we've discussed what these partnerships can do then in the area of engagement with CSR and um, sustainability. Now let's talk about how you go about actually driving that engagement. Um, Rena, taking the Rainforest Alliance's Follow the Frog campaign, oh, yeah. how many channels do you use to broadcast that message? I mean, you've got Facebook, Twitter, TV, advertising, posters, billboards. Are you, are you across all of these channels? Um,
2: so we don't have a lot of budget. <laughs> no. So, I mean, the, the campaign is across... All our, for example, our social media channels, mm-hmm. um, our website, and then a core thing for us is collaborating with companies, so mm. reaching consumers through, uh, through the businesses that That we work with, so it's encouraging um, them to do some communications as well. Mm. Um, We this year on our Follow the Frog campaign, which concluded last week, um, we basically also created a email sort of thirty day challenge, and it was um, because we. I mean, one thing we want to encourage is that consumers can make a difference through just making small everyday changes, so that might be buying um, coffee from Costa Coffee or it might be changing your uh, search engine to Ecosia, which is, you know, that all the ad revenue goes to um, planting trees. Yeah. So it's reminding people that they can make these changes through everyday actions and we did that through email, so that was a, a new sort of channel. Um, we, throughout the year, we're always creating um, content by video because we feel that that's a really good way to engage and um, consumers always seem to share video more than a lot of our mm. uh, long form, but we do change, you know, it varies a lot. Mm.
0: So social media obviously is a mm-hmm. central thing for you. It can be a bit of a double-edged sword though when it comes to driving engagement with sustainability sometimes. I guess if it done correctly, it can really enhance a brand's reputation, uh, but if not managed in the right way, it can lead to some epic... CSR fails. Um, Victoria, I was having a good look at um, Costa's Twitter account on my way over. This sounds like I'm leading towards a question <laughs> where you've been failing, but actually I was going to say it's very well managed from a CSR perspective. I mean, you seem to answer all the questions and really kind of roll with the punches at times when you get consumers that seem hell-bent on trying to find an area of CSR or sustainability that you're not trying to tackle, but actually it's really well managed. So, I mean, how important for you, for your brand, for your sustainability team, is it to have effective social media management to drive positive engagement with CSR.
1: I think, as you said, I mean, it's it's really important. Social media has such a huge reach these days. Everyone has a smartphone and can, you know, th- sort of be on social media constantly mm. and instantly, kind of provide feedback, whether that's positive or negative. So, I think it's tremendously important, and you know, it's it's one of the main ways that we can communicate yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's um you know just on twitter um costa's got a huge following and Mm. that's a great channel for us to get messages out but as you say also answer questions that might come up
0: Mm, interesting okay so how do we then go about measuring the level of engagement that we're trying to drive then i mean um how do we know if an engagement if a particular engagement campaign for example the latest follow the Frog' campaign Mm how do we how do we know if that a particular partnership or campaign has been successful has hit the right audience and has actually had a positive impact I mean
2: for the rainforest alliance mm. I personally find it pretty difficult um, to measure engagement in you know all the things that, that we do but for example if we a lot of the time we do some consumer surveys to after a campaign to see whether you know there's understanding of the rainforest mm. Alliance a little bit more I know that cost to do uh, consumer. Uh, surveys as well. Um, for I mean, for brands, I think when you talk about sustainability, it's it's adding sort of a good feel to your experience. If you enter a Costa shop, it's a good feel. You know, it's always going to be a good mm-hmm. experience in store. And the idea of returning customers is is not something you can measure with numbers, but is a way of seeing whether you know what yeah. you're talking about is positive and doing, doing absolutely well. and I, you know I think obviously
1: sort of you know if you kind of think of getting feedback having customer focus mm-hmm. groups that's an obvious way of getting it You know, but also talking to our teams as well mm-hmm. um, getting feedback from actually sort of the kind of people that the baristas that are kind of making the coffee as well getting feedback from you know what are they hearing from customers what are their thoughts on kind of key sustainability topics but also just like using all that social media kind of input I guess you get a lot of data and metrics that you can use from exactly. that so measuring the sort of the positive sentiment as well as the negative seeing if that goes up and down Definitely. how many kind of retweets you're getting how many likes on Facebook all of that is a great way of actually kind of I guess
2: measuring sentiment and also gaining feedback as well. Mm. I mean, that's one of the key things that we actually measure at the rainforest lines mm-hmm. our social media following um, just because it's, it's something that is this is cheaper to also measure, but it is really effective. Um, and we have a really big Instagram following, and we use that quite a lot. And after we do a campaign, we'll, and across the different channels, we will, and globally as well, we'll, we'll analyze the difference and whether there was a, a peak if we're talking about certain things. Um, and then, if we do highlight that, if we talk about coffee at this time of day there's um, a peak we'll continue to learn from that and go forward that's something that we'll'll we'll embed into our mm-hmm. strategy okay. um, so yeah
0: interesting so um, we've talked then a lot about consumer engagement mm-hmm. um, but Rena I know at the start of the discussion you mentioned how there's a level of kind of internal engagement and behavior change that these partnerships also generate so are you able to just expand on that how a, a partnership with an organization like rainforest Alliance can drive internal behavior change or engagement yeah
2: we have a, a lot of resources um, in order to educate employees about the work that you're doing, because, again, they they are the ambassadors of your brand. Mm. Um, It is really important for them to, I feel, understand what you're doing in terms of sustainability, because then there's more. they're less reluctant to talk about it, whereas in the past I feel like talking about sustainability may have scared people. They might have not wanted to create a campaign about it because it's such a big topic. So if you're able to talk to your employees about all the small things that you're doing, um... I feel like they're able to, to talk about it confi- confidently when they do talk about it externally.
0: Mm. And um, I suppose one of the m- most critical dynamics um, at play with all of, it, all of this is, is the relationship between um, sustainability and marketing departments. Yeah. We've got, I suppose, two people represented here <laughs> from sustainability marketing. How does that all work at cost, Victoria? How do you ensure that... Um, you don't go too far one way or the other and make a particular campaign too fluffy and y or give something too much of a kind of boring sustainability focus without actually marketing it and making it engaging for the consumer.
1: How do you do it? Well, I think you need to be quite clear on what your strategy is Mm -hmm. and kind of what you are going to go out with a consumer campaign on and what you're not because you can't do everything because otherwise, you know, it's a little bit overwhelming. There's an awful lot you could do, so it has to be focused. Um, so, obviously, if we are going to do a marketing campaign around something, um, we would make sure that we've got the right thing at the right time and obviously work with the right teams to ensure that that lands properly in the business. So, there's a lot of kind of looking at different calendars and different departments mm. throughout the business. Um, and yeah, I mean, it has to sort of work strategically as well. You kind of, you're not going to do a campaign about something that. Um, you're not either trying to promote and sort of grow or you know mm-hmm. it could be something that is, is a fairly sort of big constant so or it could be a timing thing so the Costa Foundation for instance we have costa foundation fortnights usually during the summer we have in-store marketing collateral around that the store teams get Mm -hmm. behind it and do their own kind of fundraising campaigns but we make sure that that's happening in a time of year where you know we're not going to have lots of new launches of new products that team members are going to be having to kind of deliver as well so there has to be quite a lot of internal collaboration within the business and Mm. engagement within the business as well i think that's that's really key
0: Mm. interesting and um yeah, this is uh, another shameless plug, actually, of uh, one of our own events. But we held the Sustainability Leaders Forum um, in London last month, and one of the key points made in that, in one of the sessions there, was um, it was all about the why and understanding the why and thinking about the real purpose of your organisation when launching any of these partnerships or campaigns. Um, beyond just kind of selling goods or services. Would you agree that's important, finding your purpose and and sort of staying true to that? It's quite a leading question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think you could ever say no. I think the two are very intrinsically Mm. linked and it kind of gives you the rationale to be able to speak and it kind of gives you the context and it enables people to understand why you're doing something. If everyone is clear on your purpose and the values of the company, um, it makes it much easier to justify what you're doing and much easier to find those campaigns that you need to focus on and the reason you need to focus on it. I mean, with Costa, we're all about quality coffee, and so you know, to have quality coffee, you need to make sure it's sustainably sourced, um, hence the relationship with Rainforest Alliance. So yeah. it, I guess it helps you um, do that communications piece in terms of telling the story and helping people understand why you're doing something, both your customers but also your team members. Mm.
2: Um, Yeah, it's always important to to understand the purpose of of it. It helps you, I guess, whether you are creating a campaign to engage employees or raise awareness of the seal or whatever it might be. It helps you narrow down your audience and then narrow down your messaging and narrow down your channels and, you know, really craft that campaign in a really strategic way. Um, And then at the end of it, once you do get your results, you can always measure that against your, your initial goal um, mm. so purpose is uh very important and it also makes the campaign a lot more authentic if you were just doing a campaign here and there for the sake of it they're just going to look like plugs on the end of you know just added on here and there it doesn't really seem authentic at all
0: mm. and um of course we've got costa represented here in this episode and i did mention this earlier and i don't want to kind of focus on it too much but um it's, it's hard not to mention the issue of coffee cups from a kind of engagement, consumer engagement perspective mm-hmm. at least. And that's not necessarily an area that you've been particularly just purely focused on Victoria, but I mean, the whole coffee cup recycling debate really has been a, a standout example, I guess, of consumer, consumers becoming very engaged um, on a key sustainability issue. Um, and we are now seeing some positive changes. Costa leading the way, obviously, with a recent announcement uh, on its in-store recycling scheme. But I mean, what have you learnt, if anything, from the, the coffee cup debate, um, Victoria, from a from a CSR and, and consumer engagement perspective?
1: I, I think, I guess the key things I've learnt from certainly an implementation point of view, because obviously we are recycling across over 200 of our stores nationwide. Um, what that's kind of made me realise is it really shows the level of collaboration and engagement you need internally. That was a classic example of had to be totally cross-department, so there was obviously the sustainability team, very heavily involved, but also the operations team, so making sure baristas knew how to recycle, the communications team, the marketing team to do all the materials, the supply chain team to make sure all the racks and the bins and everything else were delivered to store. So I think that is a great example of a business really working together to deliver something pretty quickly in the sort of the, the amount of time we had to do it and make it all land on one day successfully. Mm. So it was a really Fantastic team effort.
0: Yeah, it did well for us as well. The story was one of the most read we've written for, for <laughs> quite really? some time. So, okay, yeah, yeah. people, are, <laughs> well, people are very interested right. in coffee cup issues. I guess <laughs> it's because it's something that's got such a touch point with everyone. Yeah. Um, it's an issue that by its it nature is is engaging and
1: it does have a touch point with everyone it yeah. kind of it's not just about the recycling it's about the whole mm. process it goes through
0: mm. okay so uh, we are now approaching the uh, the end of this episode I think we're probably about half an hour 45 minutes in um, so I did just want to end though with a couple of quick fire questions um, now either of you can uh, jump in and answer any of these as you please um, the first one is a bit of a probably a bit of a million dollar question, um, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> um, it was really, what if you if in kind of a thirty second answer you had to, you had to tell me what makes a, a successful sustainability engagement strategy? What would that strategy look like?
2: So, like, <laughs> go you go first. first. You go okay. So I guess the first is having a clear message. Mm -hmm. Um, Sustainability is such a big topic, um, but if you have a clear message um, that you can talk about and that can be um, substantiated by, for example, the Rainforest Alliance or uh, a company that can add more to it, but if you stay true to that core message that you're trying to get across, that's important. Um, Alignment and at uh, amplification so for example costa and the Rainforest Alliance. if they have one message that they're getting across we will always make sure we're aligned and we amplify it through our own social channels um, and then uh, authenticity so if you have a message as i said sustainability is core to costa's brand if you have a really core message that it doesn't just seem like you've pulled it out of the air it's actually core to your mm. brand that that really um helps with the consumer engagement mm. that was more than 30 seconds. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's a really good answer so factible, uh. I mean I think that's
1: sort of having a very clear objective of what you're doing and why is mm. incredibly important people need to understand what's the rationale but I think the key to having a really great and successful programme is it has to work I mean it has to be true to your values and the purpose of the business but it has to work commercially as well often you've got to be able to show the link um, between you know how is this going to help you deliver on your business strategy but also it's generally a lot of um, sustainability initiatives have to be delivered by the people kind of at the front line of the business and mm. it's absolutely key that you get those people involved and you understand what your impact is. I mean often we have really big targets to, to hit like whether it's a recycling target or saying you know going to go 100% rainforest certified but it's actually understanding the impact that y- you know you have as an individual and also being able to sort of see the results of that impact and I think that goes back to our point earlier about actually being able to show that transparency and being mm-hmm. able to show this is the this is the result that this program is having. I think you, you have to have those proof points, and you have to be able to back up the mm-hmm. claims that you're making um, and make people feel like they've been part in um, achieving mm-hmm. um, any results that you get. So I think. That was quite a long answer, but I think those are all really important elements that you need to have in place to have a great engagement program.
0: It's fine, and actually, I think that is the perfect way to end because within your last both of your answers, you've answered the other quick fire questions I had anyway. So, um, nice. so there you have it. What well, a discussion! Well, I think that uh, pretty much has covered everything we can and on, on sustainability engagement for one episode of Sustainable Business covered. Uh, big thank you to uh, Rena Chaddy and Victoria Morehouse. For your input today. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, No worries, all great (laughs) stuff. So, um, well, I hope our listeners have enjoyed it Uh, too. If you have found this discussion particularly useful and want to be further inspired uh, when it comes to sustainability communications and engagement, Then there are two dates for your diary that may be uh, of use uh, to you. This is another couple of shameless plugs, but uh, the first is uh, very close now. It's on the 1st of March, and that is our Smarter Sustainability Reporting Conference. And the second is on the 16th of May, and that is our Sustainability Communications Conference. Um, Both of those events do exactly what they say on the tin, essentially. So they're always um, well-attended conferences, very interesting if you want to come along and hear about um, some of these issues that we've discussed further from, from other experts then um, please do register and I'll provide a link to those events um, alongside the article with this podcast now I think it's about time that the ED editorial team return to the podcast studio back at our offices for the next episode so do stay tuned for that Um, I can tell you that the focus for the next episode will be resource efficiency um, but you have to stay tuned as to who we'll be speaking to uh, on that show Um, so that's all for now so it's a goodbye from Rina
2: bye thank
0: you (laughs) goodbye from victoria goodbye and goodbye from myself goodbye